0: This is the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Balata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's News. Today's talk, 640 Toronto.
1: Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show where we bring you the dating advice you need for healthier relationships. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta, founder of Single in the City, Today or tonight, we're going to be diving into some health and lifestyle chats with my guest, Dr. Ben Gayliart, Functional Medical Practitioner and Founder and CEO of F8 Well Centers and the Gayliart Method. And tonight, we're also going to talk about how a healthy gut can improve your overall well-being. Our gut is often called our second brain. And it plays a crucial role in various aspects of our physical and mental health. And Dr. Ben is back on the show to share his tips on how you can improve your gut health and combat autoimmune diseases and illnesses. This is Dr. Ben's second appearance on the Dating and Relationship Show. Uh, Since the first time we had him on the show, I went on a journey with Dr. Ben. I just completed my liver diet, which was a three-week liver detox program. The reason I decided to go on this journey with Dr. Ben is that I have chronic heartburn. I've been told by Western medical doctors that there is nothing that they can do about it. There's no cure. And the only way to get rid of the heartburn is to minimize the consumption of certain foods in my diet and then take a little acid pill which I know many of you uh, listening are on. However, I found out that the pill gives you dementia, which doesn't really sit well with me. And tonight we're going to be discussing my journey, my progress and the struggles with chronic heartburn. Dr. Ben will also offer tips on how you can improve your gut and overall health issues to combat autoimmune diseases and illnesses as well as ways that you can support your partner through lifestyle changes. Because if you're looking to improve your gut health, drastic changes may need to be made. Welcome, Dr. Ben. That's so long. I haven't seen you in a little bit. How are you doing?
0: Hey, good to see you, Laura. Thanks for having me on. Uh, So here's here's a little fascinating uh, fact here, is that uh, you have more organisms in your gut than you do cells in your body. So, you know, when they talk about cells, we've got billions of of neurons and brain cells and skin cells. We slough off like a 100,000 a day. You know, there's so many cells in our body. And yet we have more organisms that are not us inside of our gut than we do cells in our body. So, you know, it literally is this other universe inside of our gut, probably as many... Uh, your organisms as there are stars in the skies. And so uh, what does that really tell us? Well, you better not only, you know, take care of yourself, but you also better take care of your little friends in there, the microbiome. So if you've ever heard that term, the microbiome is uh, is all of this good stuff, bad stuff, good bacteria, bad bacteria, yeast, your parasites, all these things, It's how this symbiotic relationship works inside of, inside of our gut. And that is where the gut brain connection comes into play. A lot of people, depression actually starts in the gut. There's more serotonin receptors in our gut than there are in our brain. Serotonin, that's Prozac and Lexapro and all those, all those antidepressants work on, on, uh, on that. And we know that people have a very, very easy time getting depression, the more antidepressants or the more antibiotics they've been on, and then they end up having to go on the antidepressant. Another thing that happens is the more antibiotics you've been on, the easier it is to gain weight. Um, There's something called a fecal transplant. Have you ever heard of that?
1: I have. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes. So fecal transplant, they take uh, fecal matter from a healthy person and put it into the sick person with C. Diff and some of these different different uh, antibiotic resistant bacteria. But they've also done it where they just flip flop between two people, and not only does their microbiome change, but their belt size flip-flops one loses weight one gains weight because of what's going on in their gut so it's just such a fascinating area and and so many different parts of our symptoms are related to our gut
1: yeah it's so true and it was only i think last year that i realized that my emotions were affecting how i felt in my belly and a lot of my Mm -hmm. gut issues were stemming from again the way i was feeling. And so, and COVID had a lot to do with that. But I had some yep. scary times during COVID where I just had so much stomach pain, and um, I kind of knew the root of it because I went to the hospital. No, they're like, "You look, you know, you seem fine." So I knew- fine. you look healthy. <laughs> you look healthy. Well, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so I've been on my journey with you for a little while now, several weeks. Yeah. And as a part of this, I had to completely change my diet. I'm eating very clean, I eliminated processed foods and starches. The hardest part has been not being able to enjoy certain foods or things like alcohol and coffee. Mm, I dream of (laughs) that. Is this this a forever lifestyle change? I know that those are irritants for me. The alcohol is, the coffee definitely is hands down, caffeine in general. Will I ever be able to incorporate these things back into my diet?
0: So I, I see just as many teens and 20-something-year-olds as I do 50- and 60-year-olds. And the 50- and 60-year-olds can be like, you know what, we'll give up you know, hot fudge Sunday every night or whatever it is. But the 20, 20-year-olds, they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm in college. I'm going out with my friends. Will I ever be able to eat normal again? And, and that, that's kind of the million-dollar question. And it comes down to a couple things. Some people, if they have a true allergen to dairy, to gluten, to corn, to some different foods, maybe not. Uh, But other people, the healthier they get, the more they're going to be able to incorporate those foods back in as far as somebody like you that's having reflux and having digestion issues from coffee from alcohol from some of those things it's kind of 50 50 the better you can do the more healing you can create in your in your digestive tract, in your stomach lining and all those things you can have more of it but i always say If you do what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always got. So somebody might be able to go back and have, you know, a piece of pizza once a month. But if they, uh, but if they go and start having gluten three times a day, every day again, they'll probably get the same symptoms they were having before.
1: That's what happened to me. So I was able to combat heartburn and it lasted for two years. I did not have heartburn. Yep. I, I followed a food combining diet and I'm still fo- following yep. a little bit of a food combining diet with your program. Yeah. And I'm enjoying your program very, very much, by the way, it's a lot easier than I thought it would be. And that's for sure. Yep.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And here's some tricks. If anybody out there is dealing with heartburn, dealing with reflux, indigestion, you know, food just sits in your stomach too long, especially Especially up top, here's four things that you can do really, really quickly to start seeing a change even within a week. Number one, don't drink fluids with your meals. So uh, no wine, no beer, no iced tea, no water, maybe a sip or two, but like no more than an ounce or two of water or any type of fluid with your meals that dilutes the stomach acid. Food sits there too long, pushes up and gets reflux. Number two is the proper food combining. Like you were talking about, Laura, you want to keep your protein and your starches separate. What does that look like? Well, most of the traditional uh, you know, <laughs> uh, Western diet now is you've got eggs and toast, you've got uh, spaghetti and meatballs, you've got tortillas and, and meat, you've got you know a big casserole with, with uh, potatoes and, and meat in it, all these things. You want to keep those starches and proteins separate. Neither one of them digests very well if you eat them together. And then you want to chew 30 to 40, times per bite so let's say you're going on a date and unless your date like looks at you funny and like why are you chewing too much you're probably not chewing (laughs) chewing enough so 30 to 40 times per bite and then number four eat in a relaxed environment so laura when you're having lunch today do not have your laptop open and be typing emails and posting things and uh, you shut it down you know look outside relax (laughs) yeah
1: Too late. I'm sorry. I was rushed. (laughs) Also, I just want to mention as well, when it comes to food combining, eating your fruit separately from your food. When I combine Mm. fruit with food, it gives me heartburn. It does. It creates all this acidy, I don't know, whatever. Well,
0: here's what happens with that, Laura.
1: Yes, please tell us. If you
0: eat an apple... If you eat an apple, it should it should go out of your stomach within 20 to 30 minutes. But if you have you know a hamburger and an apple, that hamburger is going to sit in your stomach for an hour and a half, two hours. And that apple starts to actually ferment and break yes. down and it just it gets too hot and yucky in there. And uh, that's what you're feeling. So that that fruit, you want it to go through as quick as possible.
1: I Googled that, you know, it's there, is there such a thing as food fermenting in your belly. And some studies show that that's false.
0: Absolutely. So I want you to Google um, it's uh, auto intoxication and you can actually ferment so much in your gut that you're actually creating alcohol and people can get drunk off of their own digestive tract.
1: So when they go to the bathroom, they can drink it and get hammered.
0: No, they're getting drunk, like (laughs) inside, there's so much alcohol fermenting in their digestive tract that they're, they're getting auto intoxication. So it it actually happens.
1: Okay, when, when you're dealing with issues like these, like heartburn and so forth. um, We know that, you know, you have to make certain changes in order to get some relief, but it can be pretty difficult to completely change your diet and how you live. Can you share some tips to help other people ease into these changes? Like how can they make life easier for themselves?
0: One minute. Yeah, absolutely. So, a couple things that we're looking at are just going to be to you know take it take it one step at a time. When you run out of out of a certain type of, of food or product, switch it over to a healthier version, switch it to one that has less additives, less sugar. Uh, some of those things, when you're when you're making a meal go, do I really need that rice? Do I need those potatoes, those noodles, whatever it is, and go, hey, let's do more of a protein and vegetable and good fat and start easing out these starches and uh, and just start cutting it out piece by piece, day by day.
1: Great advice. We'll be right back. We're going to take a quick break and uh, we're going to continue our conversation about lifestyle changes that can make you have positive results. Stick around.
0: You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Dalada from singleinthecity.ca toronto's news today's talk 640
1: toronto we're back on the dating and relationship show on am 640 toronto i'm laura Vellata from single in the city back with my guest dr ben Galeart, chatting about changes for a healthier lifestyle now before the break you shared some tips to help other people ease into these changes uh can you elaborate more on those or or is that it
0: yeah, no, absolutely. One of the big things I, I I talk about blood sugar all the time. We were the first office in the United States to ever use fingerprint glucose monitoring with every one of our patients. And about four years ago, we were the first office to use continuous glucose monitors with every one of our patients. And so we, we've been tracking blood sugar longer than most people have even been thinking about doing it. And we've learned a whole lot. And yet it's still an individualized process. And we know that blood sugar has a huge effect if you have an autoimmune disease every time your blood sugar spikes up every time it crashes down you rev up and you destroy more tissue with that autoimmune disease they call alzheimer's type 3 diabetes now there is a direct correlation with the the neurodegeneration in your brain and what your blood sugar is doing we know that cancer feeds on sugar and the worse your diet is the higher rate uh the higher percentage and the risk factor of getting cancer is in your body it's not just a random thing that only oh you you you've got breast cancer or you got colon cancer whatever no there are uh reversible factors that people are doing that that are are contributing this i had a i had a guy yesterday that i was talking to a patient and he had horrible back pain neck pain headaches he was inflamed And, uh, one, he's down about 30 pounds. Now we're, we're about four months into the program, but his joint pain back pain is basically gone. And if he eats like he needs to, he has no pain. If he, if he eats sugar, if his blood sugar spikes up. Inflammation, pain comes right back. Same joint, same bone on bone in his knee or whatever it is. But that inflammation that comes from these blood sugar imbalances is a huge part of the problem.
1: Well, when I first came to see you, I had a crazy inflammation, remember? And yep. I, I think my inflammation is pretty much gone because I, I get chronic joint pain in these two fingers, um the two main, like the thumbnail, the thumb fingers, sorry, not thumbnails. Yeah. And gone, completely gone. And I'm not getting the headaches that I once was. I was experiencing a lot of headaches when I first came to see you. And those headaches are completely gone. You also told me that I had a lot of inflammation in my head.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And so blood sugar is a foundational piece. I, I think about it this way. If everybody could stabilize their blood sugar 85 to 110 all day, every day, we would reverse or prevent upwards of 90% of chronic health conditions. You know, it, it's just so, so prevalent. Even, you know, you look back at, at even COVID and we know the people that had worse outcomes with COVID when it first went, went around, it was people that had, had diabetes and high blood pressure and, And uh, you know, cardiovascular disease and a lot of lifestyle-induced issues, primarily from blood sugar imbalances. And they they were the ones dying and getting it more, and going to the hospital and going on ventilators and all types of things. So you know, that is such a crucial part for everybody's health, everybody's day to day, even even brain function. It's it's a, a a beautiful thing that we can implement in pretty darn easily.
1: Now, I want to get into the blood sugar in a little bit. But I just wanted to continue our chat on what I previously asked you uh, and what has made it significantly easier for me uh, to okay. be able to follow this diet is food prepping. The hardest yeah. part is having a craving for something or being hungry and then not having anything to eat. And yeah. what happens when you're hungry and you don't have food readily available, you grab whatever but i haven't been in that situation because i prepare in advance now it's not always an easy thing to do because people have a hard time investing their free time making meals but if you really think about it right um yes it may be time consuming at the start but then you don't have to cook meals throughout the entire week all all you have to do is grab you know your healthy meals and then grab your snacks i have that all ready to go so i'm just i'm good Good. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that's such a, such a great point because, you know, you're actually going to save time because you're, you're bringing out all the pots and pans at that one time and you're cleaning and cooking and everything. You're not having to do it each and every, every time. And so, you know, if you're food prepping for the week, it makes such a huge difference. I do this. Uh, my food prepping is in the morning. I make breakfast. I've got four boys. I make breakfast for my wife, my boys, myself, and I make my lunch as well. And then some days if I know I'm going to be, you know, out, I, I'm helping coach the boys in basketball and soccer and all these things. I'm like, oh, I'm going to need a dinner as well because I don't want to eat at eight or nine o'clock at night. Which, you know, you're talking about reflux. That's not that's not a good thing to do either. Uh, so, you know, my food prep is in the morning. Some people food prep on on Sundays, but you know, you just plan ahead because it, what you were saying was exactly right. You know, if you come come home at seven o'clock at night, you're hungry, nothing's prepared, but there's a Totino's pizza in the freezer you're like ah screw it let's just yeah exactly. <laughs> that- i'll start
1: tomorrow i'll start tomorrow
0: yes yeah we'll, we'll just do this do this later so <laughs> but if you've got the meal there great Let, let's do it Let, let's just eat that and uh and be happy
1: now you made a mention about sugars can you explain the sugar cycle and how it affects your health for example certain f- drinks or foods like uh, okay a fresh glass of orange juice or grapes yep. They may spike my sugar levels. And is this something that I shouldn't have? If my body doesn't react to it the way I think it should be reacting to it, should I be ingesting them or should I be choosing other healthier fruits to Yep. It,
0: it's very individualized. And this is what we've learned is that we'll have a husband and wife that are, are doing the program together and they're both using a continuous glucose monitor and one can eat sweet potato, the other one cannot eat sweet potato, but they can eat, eat white potato and the other person can't eat white potato. So it's very individualized.
1: But does that mean, okay, so if my blood sugar spikes to let's say over 200 because I just had a glass of fresh orange juice, does that mean I shouldn't be drinking orange juice?
0: Absolutely. There's there's no absolutely the amount of vitamin C or whatever you think is going to be valuable about that that orange juice. Remember, I like blood sugar eighty five to one ten, and we'll see people spike. You know that orange juice has just as much sugar in it as a as a glass of Coca Cola. So you know, do you do you? uh, Is it okay if you drink a glass of Coca Cola and go up to two hundred? But if you drink a glass of orange juice and go up to two hundred, then that's okay because you know it's supposed to be good for you the commercial said it
1: it's time for a quick stop quick break and we're going to come back to share more tips for making healthy lifestyle changes
0: Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. Toronto's news, today's talk, 640 Toronto. If you're
1: listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640 Toronto, I'm Laura Bellotta, joined by Dr. Ben Gailiart. Let's get back to our chat about healthy living. And I wanna know what is your favorite sugar, I don't know, substitute or I don't what What do you suggest for clients if they have to have a little bit, which one should they have?
0: Yeah. So so here's here's the thing is, Laura, as you're going through and clearing out your liver, detoxifying your liver, you're going through, you're pulling out a lot of these processed foods and all these things, your taste buds actually start changing. And if you go back, you know, in two, three months from now, if you go back and eat something sweet that you had eaten before, you're going to be like, Holy cow, that's way sweeter than, than it used to be. And even taking out some of these really sweet fruits and dried fruits, uh, you know, your taste buds change. So you don't need as much sugar down the road, as much sweetener in there. So, um, a, a simple thing that you can do, take a, a can of coconut milk, uh, cream, like the, the thick, thick part of the, the canned coconut milk there and mix it in with some, uh, raw cocoa powder, chocolate powder in there not, you know, nothing with a bunch of sugar and everything, but just, just that in there, mix it all up. And you could put, you know, put it put a little dab, maybe a, a teaspoon or, or two of maple syrup in there. Um, you could put some stevia in there, put some monk fruit in there uh, and then mix that up, make a little pudding out of it, put it in the freezer, make, you know, a little ice cream out of it. And, uh, and, and then what you do again, for what you're going to do, Laura, is you're going to check and you're going to see, okay, you know, I, I put, I put two tablespoons of, of maple syrup in here. Is that enough to give me that sweetness, but not enough to spike my blood sugar. And so you've got to find that balance because not everybody is going to be able to go. I can handle one tablespoon of honey and I'll be fine. Some people, one teaspoon would be too much honey for them. So there is, there is a fine line for a lot of people.
1: I'm actually quite excited because I'm still exploring. I just bought monk fruit sugar the other day, which I haven't tried Mm. yet. I also yeah. bought arrowroot starch instead of using yep. potato starch or flowers to thicken up, sure. to thicken something up. I'm using that as an alternative. So, all these little things, it's actually quite exciting. And it's interesting to, to, to really see um, that you can still enjoy a, a, a lifestyle, a good lifestyle, by eating healthy foods because there are so many recipes out there. Yummy recipes. Absolutely, I haven't tried and I can't and, wait to try.
0: And Laura, even restaurants, you know, I, I could fly up to Toronto right now and you could take me to, you know, five of the coolest restaurants and, you know, the best for uh, on the dating you know, apps and all these things. And, and I guarantee you, we could find meals there that are going to be, good for my blood sugar, not too inflammatory that I'm going to be able to still have fun and go on a date and have, have a great time. My wife and I, uh, we go, you know, almost every week we go on date night and we've got a a favorite little spot we go to and, um, she'll have her, uh, her burger. Um, she does a lettuce wrap with it. She's been off gluten since 1997. So, uh, she doesn't, doesn't do gluten, but, uh, uh, you know, she'll have some sweet potato fries with that. She has them bring the sweet potato fries halfway out during the meal. And the waitress knows that because a lot of times if you eat the protein first and then the carb a little bit later into that meal, it's not going to spike the blood sugar nearly as much. Okay. Uh, for me, yeah, I'll, I'll have the, They've got deviled eggs for an appetizer. I'll grab some of those. I'll do they've got a salmon, salmon dish with some vegetables. And you know, and, and I'm like, I know my blood sugar is gonna be good. I know I'm gonna feel good the next day. I'm not gonna get, you know, get inflamed and have gut issue, anything else. And, and yet we're able to go out and talk and have fun and and uh you know un- unwind a little bit.
1: <laughs> that sounds nice. Now And I've been doing this diet for quite a while now, again, just like I mentioned, just over a few weeks. And I'm definitely experiencing some changes, like great changes. I still have or I still get a little bit of an upset stomach. So I was on Rebeprasol. It's an acid pill for about four years. And Mm -hmm. I when I first started the program, I I stopped taking it because I hate pills. Mm. But I realized that I had to wean off of them. And so now I'm good for about five days. And then I may sense a little bit of like irritation in the stomach coming. I panic and then I take one. (laughs) So I'm assuming that eventually that will completely go away and I will be able to get off my pills. How long do you think that process should take?
0: You know, it, it depends on the person and how much damage that there actually is in the uh in the stomach in the small intestine. So a lot of people that have reflux, that have indigestion, heartburn, uh any any type of of pain burning, it is going to be uh H. pylori issue as well. H. pylori is the most common bacteria in the world um in, in humans and and it settles in the stomach a lot of times and causes those ulcers. But it also goes into that small intestine and can contribute to leaky gut, malabsorption, uh, different issues through through that small intestine lining. So, one, there's a kill off component to this, you know, to knock down that H. Pylori. But then, two, there's the rebuilding part where you're actually healing up that that stomach lining. And and for some people, it takes you know a couple of weeks. Some people it takes a month. But what we know is every single person we work with within the first 30 days they are feeling significantly better there's a, a major noticeable change whether they're down some weight their digestion is better their inflammation is coming down their brain's working better whatever it is there there is a, a a major change going on but we're not just saying hey 30 days and you're gonna be fixed we're still gonna be working through systems and other things but the body can change very very quickly
1: Now, you mentioned some ways that we know that we're making good progress. What if you've been at it for a few weeks, a month, and you don't notice any significant changes? Has that ever happened?
0: Um, What is that
1: telling us if if not?
0: Yeah, yeah. I I think if, uh, you know, if we're talking about somebody in in our program versus somebody that's just like, oh, I'm starting to, to change my diet. I took out sugar. I'm chewing my meal better, you know, some of those things, and they're not seeing changes. That's the time when you need to go and get in-depth blood work and figure out, is there an infection? Do you have an autoimmune disease? Uh, what What's your blood sugar actually doing? Do you have to get more serious about it. You know, it, that. so if you're doing it on your own and you're not seeing changes, even within the first 30 days, days or weeks not going down or whatever that is a great great time then to go deeper into what else is going on. Let's run blood work. Let's figure out some things going on. Um, you know, if, if somebody's actually in program and we are 30 days in and they're not seeing a major change yet, uh, you know, some of the things can be that, you know, they've been just a little bit slower starting as far as, you know, pulling out the certain foods or uh it's been a little bit more challenging for them to figure out the technology of the CGM or some different things, but um, it's usually if the they do what they need to do, pull out the foods they need to pull out, uh, deal with the blood sugar like they need to start doing some kill off, start doing some anti inflammatory, whatever it is. Uh, it's almost inevitable. The body has to start improving. That's just it, it. You've done enough of the bad stuff. You take that bad stuff out and start doing good stuff. It, it's just how we were designed is to, is to function in an optimal way.
1: Now I know that you treat a lot of autoimmune diseases and disorders like Mm -hmm. MS, like Crohn's, like Hashimoto's. Can these ever be reversed completely or with lifestyle changes? Are we, are we more so silencing the disease? Is it possible to go into remission?
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, I I guess it depends on somebody's definition of remission. If remission is, um, you know, you, somebody is doing great. They've got no symptoms. They're they've reversed flacking on their MRI with MS or whatever. Uh, but if they go back and eat like they've always eaten and stress like they've always stressed and take an antibiotics like they always did or whatever, and then that disease comes back, then I, I guess that's remission. But if we can get somebody to where their body is functioning optimally, and they are doing great, I've got a, a patient, she she had MS, uh, she came in, I just saw her a couple months ago, and she had just done her three-year MRI follow-up for MS, and they went three years because three years before that, her planking was better, uh, her symptoms were all better, and, and her doctor's like, yeah, we don't even need to do another MRI for three years. And she continued to eat the way she's supposed to eat, think the way she's supposed to think, exercise, do all those things, and her MS is still gone. And so that, that. that's the beautiful, beautiful part. But if she went back and did everything like she did before, if my mom who reversed her MS, if she went back and did everything like she did before, it'd probably come back. So yes, autoimmune, we have seen people reverse their autoimmune, um, but more importantly, reverse the reason why they have autoimmune, which is blood sugar, adrenals, leaky gut, all those different things.
1: Great, great information, Dr. Ben. I've heard that MS can be tied to low vitamin D consumption. Is that true? Can getting more sure. vitamin D help reduce symptoms? Sure. Or the, your there's higher levels of
0: MS? MS the the further north you go. So, in so That's Canada why they say versus- that
1: Canada has a lot of cases because it's cold and we don't get outside in the yep. sun
0: and and it's dark wow. you know from here moving forward you're you're going to be darker than a, a lot of places and it's so pain. that's part of it <laughs> epstein-barr virus uh, mono epstein-barr virus is another big influencer of autoimmune uh the national Institutes of health in the u.s they they've got lots of research showing if yeah. you have chronic epstein-barr virus uh, very likelihood of driving more autoimmune in your body.
1: We're gonna take a last stop for one last break and when we come back, we're gonna continue our conversation with Dr. Ben Galeard. Stay with us.
0: listening to the dating and relationship show with Laura Belada from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's News today's talk 640 Toronto
1: Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto I'm Laura Belada your host getting back to our chat with uh, Dr. Ben Galear on gut health okay let's talk about relationships now <laughs> not having a supportive partner while you're going through this can be difficult. I know. And I know I've been implementing these dietary changes for a few weeks now. And I'm not knocking my partner, but he has different eating habits than myself. And uh, he doesn't always have regard for my current diet, you know, diet, he'll grab a bag of chips when we're watching a movie, or he'll snack on sweet stuff in the car in front of me. (laughs) Now, is that normal? Is it selfish of me to expect him to be respectful of all the changes. Um, And yeah, let's start with that.
0: Yeah. So uh, I've seen it all the way. I I had a a older lady one time and she said if she was going to do the program, she would probably have to uh, eat in her closet and kind of hide because her husband would never, never approve of her making these changes all the way to spouses that are like, you know what, honey, I'm going to cook for you and we're going to do this together. And I want to, I want to be there a hundred percent, every, anything and everything you need, I'm going to do the cleanse with you, whatever it is. And so, you know, I've seen it all the, all the way from one side to the other and everything in between and so you know neither one is is right nor wrong everybody is in their own own place and your your uh your partner is probably you know like okay well let's you know humor laura a little bit but uh you know i'm not going to change change what i'm going to do you know i think the thing that you could ask that that should be open if it you know in a good relationship is hey honey this is this is my really tough week and i can't have this this or this and you know if you're going to eat something like that could you just do it outside of outside of you know my vicinity so i can't see it so i won't be tempted anything along those lines i I think that is a a honest you know healthy relationship request to to ask your partner to eat exactly like you're eating and to do a vegetarian week or whatever somebody's going through that's probably a stretch but i think most if it's a good healthy relationship should be able to honor that person say you know what I'm not going to eat this bag of M&Ms in front of you. Uh, I'm going to eat them, but I'll go another room.
1: But is that really realistic moving forward? What if you completely change your lifestyle for the good, which I'm planning to do, but they don't? Yeah. I don't think it's realistic to every, you know, every time you want to, or he wants to eat something that's junk food that he has to leave the yep. room. I don't think it's very realistic, though.
0: Well, here's the good part, Laura, is that probably 99% of our patients get to a point where they're feeling so good, and they would rather feel good than eat eat something bad. Just like the patient uh, yesterday I was talking about, that his, his joint pain, back, neck, headaches, everything... Is gone ninety nine percent of the time unless he eats something he shouldn't be eating. We were talking about Thanksgiving, uh, American Thanksgiving, and it, he was like, because his wife's like, well, can I make some gluten free uh, gluten free stuffing? What what can we do? And he's like, you know what? I don't really even think I want it. I don't even think I, I want to go there. And that's where you know he, people are going to be eating that stuffing at the meal and he's going to it's going to go right by him and he's going to pass it on and not even do it because he feels so much better and knows the difference between feeling good and not feeling good. It's kind of like if you haven't had alcohol for a year or 6 months and you have half a glass of wine or a half a, bo- uh, a half a glass of wine and you're like, "Wow, I'm feeling a little little tipsy almost from that half a glass of wine." You know, that's what happens when you start eating uh, things that you've taken out that can be inflammatory. So, um, you know, the good part is, for most people no, that they, they don't need their spouse to be 100% go hide in the closet, if you're going to eat M&Ms, because after <laughs> two, three, four months, you're like, I don't even want that crap. And you almost look at him like, come on, buddy, are you really? Are you really going to eat that?
1: Yeah, I'll be honest, I was quite a bit grumpy at the beginning. I was a little grumpier than I am now. Now I can deal with it because you're right. I'm there. I'm feeling so much better. I'm not having this constant irritation in my belly and I'm not having to take my daily pill. And I just, like I said, I'm not getting headaches anymore. My joint pain is gone. So why would I want to go back to that? And I'm thinking, oh, I wish I can change your lifestyle as well. And I'm hoping that eventually he's going to see how healthy. I'm getting. Yeah. going to want to follow suit.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a really good point there, Laura, is um, we can, uh, if you've ever, ever known somebody that, um, you know, but found Jesus started going to church or whatever, and they're like, you know, just telling you all about it, like, <laughs> oh my gosh, hallelujah. And so we, we don't want to be that guy where, you know, it's like, holy cow, you know, you shouldn't be eating that. You got to be doing this. You gotta be... And it's like, okay, well, let's be that demonstration. You know, let's let's be that demonstration of, you know, not having pain, um, being in a a better place, not being as grumpy, that digestion is getting better. Wow, I'm down 14 pounds and I'm feeling great. And, you know, they're sitting there and, and not losing any weight at all or feeling tired or whatever. And so be that example for your for your partner, for your spouse. Be that example of like, hey, this is this is what healthier lifestyle looks like and the results that I'm getting. And then, Hey, you know what, uh, if you do you know, give them a little encouragement and this is what our patients do. Hey, you want to, um, you, you ever want to run your blood work? You know, we'd, we'd love to do that. Hey, you want to, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and do like a three-day little mini, mini cleanse. You want to do it with me and, you know, just, just keep putting little, little tidbits out there. And once they start feeling a little bit better, you know, it is tough to, tough to go back to, to how they were. And, and they'll, they'll make that change. You know, it's, uh, it's it, it'll come.
1: Finally, do you have any last words to help anyone listening who has been having some difficulty trying to make positive changes to their lifestyle lately?
0: Yeah. Um, I, You know, Tony Robbins, he always said uh, we we either go go towards pleasure or we go away from pain. And and so you've got to figure out uh, what's going to be more motivating for you. You know, for for you, Laura, it was going away from that. That pain was a big part of it of of the the reflux and the and the joint pain and your thumbs and all these different things and then there's other people that were like man I want to get down on the floor and play with my grandkids I want to go on that that big trip I want to be able to you know get on my road bike again and go go do 50 mile days or whatever it is they're going towards some kind of pleasure so you've got to have goals you've got to look to the why if you don't have a why then you're just like well my, I, I guess I want my thyroid to work a little bit better. But no, what's your why? I want to lose 15 pounds. I know that my self-confidence and I'm not able to, you know, go on a date and be the person that I want to be because I'm like, man, I'm squeezing into this dress and I just I just don't feel comfortable. Or my gut, you know, I feel like I'm gonna, you know, uh, have gas and hanged and, over Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I just feel yucky and they want to go to the Indian restaurant and I know it's going to make me gurgly and uncomfortable and whatever. And it's like, you know, do you want to have more positive experiences, or do you want to go enough away from that pain? What's going to drive you? What's going to motivate you? And and that's what you got to be thinking about. And then focus on it every day. Create a uh, you know cut out pictures out of a magazine. Do whatever. Create that that uh, vision board where you're like, hey, we're going here. We're getting married, and I fit into that dress. We're you know we're uh, going to go on our our trip down to the wine country and and be able to do these fun things or whatever. You know make. Make it a a about your positive as opposed to just about you know what I can't have and oh this is this is depriving me.
1: And I've lost quite a bit of weight. I am losing weight. I don't want to lose too much more weight though. Any tips for me so that I can maintain yeah. the weight that I'm at right now? I never yeah, so, so be a problem. Oh, I'm so so look,
0: Laura, and, uh, <laughs> every woman just uh, changed changed the the radio station and they're like <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: I, I no, don't wanna, but when you I follow a diet like this, weight. you are eating healthier, and you really do lose weight naturally. You don't have you don't even have to think about it. It just happens. Yeah,
0: and, and you're not exercising any different. You're not doing, and and you know we we know you've had some big stressors and some different things over the last few months. So life hasn't just been you know this easy. Go to the beach and and do a cleanse thing. You know you you've been hitting it hard, and yet you know that weight's coming off. So you know getting enough calories, this is where most women fail in, uh, in their dieting and different different aspects of their health is they actually don't eat enough. And so you know at least 14, 1,600 calories per day is where where you're gonna need to fall into, get some more good fats, uh, make sure you get enough protein and and that's going to be great because your body is going to get rid of fats, uh, like, like it needs to get rid of your fat, like it needs to, and it's not going to get too skinny. So don't worry about your, your pants falling off.
1: Dr. Ben, you are absolutely amazing. We don't have a lot of time, but if somebody wants to work with you and get more information about your program, where can they reach you?
0: Yeah. Uh, F8wellcenters.com is a great way. Uh, we're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. Uh, crazy enough. We, we hit three, 370,000 followers on tiktok last week and i've never danced once on there so uh, so you're on there
1: giving great advice i watch you
0: (laughs) yeah follow us on social media lots of lots of videos lots of information and uh and we'll just keep you guys getting healthier
1: right and we're also going to be doing some lives on my instagram and on tiktok you can follow me official laura bellotta on instagram and tiktok Thank you guys so much. There will be a replay of this show if you missed anything as well on the Global News Radio website. Ciao and see you next week.